What's up, everybody? We are really thankful for everyone who listened to our episode with Bill from Switchback last week, uh, or two weeks ago, I guess, right? Yeah, that was, that was two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Time. We're, we're still in Vermont. Yeah, yeah. We, literally, we haven't left people. Six we, weeks later. We live here now. Ryan's journey to become an Olympic skier has actually ceased. Oh. Yeah, he fell. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's really sad. He was in traction for three days. Yeah. But... Ryan has been studied by scientists all across the globe <laughs> because he healed miraculously quickly. Yeah. For photos and to take like and to record. So it's good. pretty amazing. Yeah. He's well, a what's real the genius. secret? There is no secret. Oh. I'm just better than you. Wow. <laughs> you just had to be Ryan. Yeah. yeah. There was okay. there was something we were gonna talk about. Oh, well, how like I'm just gonna be on like a hiatus because the new World of Warcraft oh, expansion is right. gonna be coming out. Yeah. Right, November. right. Yeah. I'm so, yeah. serious Bye. training going on there. Yeah. Are you excited for that? Oh, I'm super excited. If you were to pair the perfect beer with the perfect campaign. What would it be? It would just be beer and wow. That's all you need. Oh. <laughs> any, any kind of beer oh. and lots of wow. I hate that for you. <laughs> I, I'd love that for me. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah. Erica, where are we today? We are at Queen City. And we're still in Burlington, Vermont. We are. Yeah. Like, again. There's a theme here. Going. Yeah. Can, yeah, you, can yeah. you catch can the you theme? Catch? Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're adopted into this area now because we've been here for so long. So, yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. We're locals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they know our water. Awesome uh, this is a very cool location. Uh, yeah. It's very nice. I've actually never been to Queen City. Or, well, yeah. you're fairly new. 2014, I mean. Fairly new. Fairly. Okay. Yeah, we well, really I just don't come here very often. In comparison with Switchback, <laughs> maybe, I guess, right? Oh, yeah. Maybe that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Yeah, well, there's that kind of boom that happened in, like, the year 2009, at least in Vermont area. Yeah. Thanks, Magic Hat. No, I don't, yeah. I don't even know if that's really <laughs> So uh, we're here with Ben. Ben, what's up? What's up? Yeah, we took you away from uh, Foamy Day. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. It's, it's nice to have an assistant you can kind of parse that off on. Yeah. Definitely. Always have to love playing with the Clarifone. Oh, yeah. It's super <laughs> fun. Phone parties are great. Yeah. yeah. Especially uh, when you drop the phone thing and then the cover cracks and then it's just broken. Oh, well, the cover will crack anyway. Yes. 100%. I mean, you're just going to buy that that thing yeah. every like six months. Oh, yeah. Can. My family goes through probably like a dozen of them in like every two months. It's bad. <laughs> you guys it's, are oh. just klutz, huh? No, they just suck. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. We're calling them out, but they do suck. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They 100 yeah, yeah, yeah. suck. Yeah. If someone could make a stainless one, I would totally buy it. Yeah. Same. Agreed. It'd be heavier. But then it would last forever, and then ugh, there goes the business. Yeah. Well, GW can't figure out how to make it fail. <laughs> <laughs> so what's up, Ben? How are you today? I'm doing great. Yeah. I'm very happy to have you guys here. We're very um, happy and to you, be here. You already look like locals, decked out in all the flannel. Well, exactly. We want to acclimate to the area. You should see what I typically wear. It's like a speedo, and that's <laughs> nice. Like, yeah. <laughs> Just a banana. Hammock. I heard it was like very cold up here, and. My Massachusetts blood is not warm enough for that, you know? No, yeah. I grew up in Massachusetts before oh. I came here. Where? Uh, Haverhill. Oh, get the hell out. <clears throat> yeah, so I was oh, 30, that's, that's pretty close. 30 minutes north of Boston. Did you go to Haverhill High? I did. Oh, uh, not Whittier Tech. Nope. Uh, they make you make that choice in eighth grade. Yeah, what do you do. want to wow, do with eighth grade? Tech <laughs> schooler? Like, I don't know. I want to hang out with my friends. Where are they going? What year did you graduate? 2006. Oh, 2006. Yeah. Interesting. You might know some of the same people I know. We'll, uh, we'll talk off air. Yeah, we'll have to figure that yeah, one out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Haverhill's cool. Yeah. You go to the tap a lot? Um, so I actually live 10 minute walk from the tap. Yeah. So that's nice. the place that I'll usually go down and try to grab a beer. But at the same time, I don't really want to see too many people from there. Yeah, there's still a lot of people yes. probably that you know from that area. That <laughs> oh yeah. Townies a real term there. No, yeah. <laughs> it's a real thing. If you escape here, you've 
already made it in life. Oh, they, yeah. they defined yeah. the term. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, so like, how did you get to Vermont? Uh, so I came up here to go to Champlain College in 2006. Another Champlain College person. Huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we get a lot of us. Yeah. Um, when do you go see Andrew? I say, did you meet Amy? Do you know Amy? Amy from Marketing. Switchback. From Switchback. She went to Champlain as well. Mm, maybe no, not. I don't, I don't know. I'm I don't just connecting dots. I know. Maybe I didn't drink with her. Making enough. stuff up. Burlington, <laughs> Burlington's big, but not that. It's not that small. Yeah. Okay. So I came up here in 2006 for college. I was going to be a videographer, sound technician. That's what I was studying. But really, I just wanted to come up here, smoke weed, and go snowboard. Those, did you do that? Those are the priorities. Oh yeah, yeah. I did. Good. It very much. Good. Congrats. I've got, <laughs> got two ACLs to to prove it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Damn, weed. There you go. Weed's so deadly to do that to you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's just that extra confidence to yeah, go further. Yeah. Um, so I came up here, I uh, did college, uh, graduated, um, did the whole videography thing uh, for about seven years with the company, had a lot of big clients, learned a lot, but I was miserable and absolutely hated life. Yeah. Um, I had done home brewing in uh, college. Like in a dorm room or in a apartment? Uh, in my apartment. Nice. Um, I lived with the same guy for seven years who thankfully really liked to drink too. So anything, as long as it had alcohol in it, he would pretty much have it. Perfect. It didn't come out how you want. Good friend. Yeah. So um, I would homebrew there for a bit and never thought that you could actually make it into a career. And then actually I had gone to that party I was telling you about with uh, yeah. Andrew from Good Measure. And uh, he was really upping his homebrew game at the time where it still wasn't, I guess, like super popular as popular as it is now. And he had made like five different types of beer, all that he made himself serving out of like pumpkins and things like that. And it really just got me like jazzed in the idea that like you could do this in your house. Um, I tried to keep that in the back of my mind for a while. And when I quit my job, I lived in a van for two months and traveled across the U.S. And um, how Steve O of you? (laughs) Yeah, very much. (laughs) Um, So I came back and I did landscaping for a bit, and I was like, I want to work. It was actually here. I was like, I want to work at Queen City because the main bartender, Jason, him and I have been playing death metal together since 2009. All right. So this is like one of his dads is one of the investors. So I kept pestering them. They never really needed any help. Um, I had a Canadian brewery come down here and tried to start up by the name of Farnham Ale and Lager. Um, and I threw everything I had at it and faked it till I made it with them. I was one of two employees. Um, I knew nothing about beer outside of home brewing, which was all wrong things. (laughs) None of that actually transfers over to the (laughs) professional world. Um, And so I took on a lot of responsibility and made a lot of mistakes and learned a lot of things. And I eventually left that company. Um, And I came over here for a beer in 2016 after a year with Farnham. And um, the head brewer at the time, Lillian, uh, needed an assistant because Paul, the other owner, was like mid-50s and thrown out his back and couldn't do it. So I stepped in and I've been with them since about October 18th of 2016. So almost like seven years at this point. And are you still assistant brewer or head brewer now? I'm head brewer now. (laughs) Yeah. I took over um, last year. Lillian and her partner actually started up Freak Folk Brewing Company, which is down in Waterbury. And they're doing a lot of awesome stuff. Uh, So we've heard good things. Yeah. 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 Uh, So obviously being in college, you know, you fall in love with beer, but not, maybe not the best beer, but being up here, there's a lot of good beer, especially where you were. What was that beer that you were like, fuck, I love beer. Honestly, Magic Hat. Um, Number nine. It, when you would go to, it's it's kind of tough to explain because it seems so foreign of an idea now. You'd go down to the tap room on Bartlett Bay, which Zero Gravity has since acquired, yep. which is where they're doing a lot of their production. And all their samples were free. 
Yeah. And you could have as many as you wanted. Yeah. So we used to go down and go light to dark, dark to light, and back over there. And then you can mix a couple. And as long as you were tipping the bartender, like they didn't care. Yeah. Um, but the main thing about it was that the growlers at the time were these big glass, cl- clear glass orbs. And from someone that grew up drinking Keystone in high school, um, you move over to this or Boston Lager or something like that. Um, and you just see this big orb of color. And it was just like this like magic potion type thing. Yeah. And of course, that was Magic Hat shtick. It was like, we're wacky hat and like we're making potions and all the shit. But it truly like just grabbed me that it was like, of course, you can learn later that you're not going to hold your beer up in the sun because yeah. it's going to have adverse effects <laughs> to it. Yeah. But, but anyways. Aesthetically, very pleasing. Yeah. And then just the flavors and, you know, getting into IPAs and stuff like that. And then, you know, with Hetty taking that to another level, it was just like there was so much to grab when I was in college. Yeah. And you ended up drinking a, some of the heavy hitters because it was about the time there was like the IBU wars and yeah. people were just making like doubles, but they were like pine doubles that mm-hmm. were like 9% and pretty rugged. Yeah, now breweries don't even put IBUs on their no. Yeah, board right? No. <laughs> what are IBUs? No, we still do because we get a lot of old people here. But. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us, what, what, what's Queen City all about? Queen City is all about doing um, traditional style beers. Uh, the old... Um, saying or logo for this place that thankfully we got rid of was world-class beer without the jet lag because world-class beer. the owners <laughs> are, um, they're all scientists um, or ex-scientists because it's their retirement plan and they used to travel a lot. So they would go overseas and this was back in the 90s when you didn't really have a lot of good beer available to Americans at the time. So they were going over and drinking Timothy Taylor's Landlord, which was the inspiration for our English ESB landlady. Um, they were going over to Germany and having, you know, a proper pills or a really nice Helles or a Dunkel. And they wanted to produce that here. And Paul had been a home brewer for a long time. So they're all his recipes that he's been working on since literally like 93, 94. And we're just making what seems to be now against the trend of beer. Yeah. Because yeah. when we came out in 2014, I remember being like, yo, we should probably make a double IPA. Like, what people are doing. <laughs> yeah. And he was stubbornly, like, foot down, old man, like, no, no. This is what we're doing. <laughs> and it's really, I think, actually, like, helped us out. Don't talk to our distributor, our distributor <laughs> about that because they're like, no, we want something different. But the taproom experience here is like, we can just provide all different styles of beers and we have one IPA on tap. And we oh, are, I think yeah. we have like 17 beers total at the moment. I think the Porter's off, so maybe 16, but there's one IPA. So it, we're very different. That's crazy. That's definitely like one that. of the first breweries I think. In this area? It, well, yeah. in this area, but like in general, there's really not many breweries that have only one IPA and that's like their thing. Like Oh, and it's an English IPA, so it's more like a pale ale. It, yeah. Right? Beers. That's crazy. Like it's not even like a yeah. hazy, yeah. hoppy thing. That's that's cool. So we do have people who come in and they're like, what are your four best IPAs? And like, well, we have one. And they're like, all right, well, I don't want anything. And we're like, all right, we'll go see our friends across the street then. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. So across the street, zero gravity. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very Portland, Maine. Yeah. It kind of feeling to us. Maybe it's a Burlington, Vermont thing, there actually. You, you know, Portland, Maine, Portland, <laughs> yeah. Oregon. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like Boulder. It's, it's all trading the same people. Yeah. So competition, does it exist? Competition definitely exists if you're trying to compete for certain areas. If you're going for shelf space or if you're just trying to make another IPA to grab that tap handle, that's where you're going to be fighting for people. Uh, If you find your niche and you stick with it, um, Vermonters, just like a lot of other people, they're trying to like stay a lot more local or really like 
if you have enough good product in your area, you don't really need to go find all these other like, bigger breweries. And right now in Vermont, I feel like everyone's brew game is pretty pretty up there. Yeah. So everyone's kind of carved out their niche. And if you're not making good beer at this point, it's people who have... They know. Yeah, you they're just not going there. You actually have real educated beer drinkers, not yeah. ones that are on Instagram and Reddit. Yeah, we don't have, yeah. we don't have hype beer... I mean, people come up there is hype. hype beer come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is yeah. hype beer There's drink. definitely hype but beer. It's the, we're in palate fatigue mode in Vermont right now. Are where, you? Yeah. yeah, where a lot of people are coming back to a lot more easy drinking, um, things like you were just at Switchback. Like Switchback is still like a pretty staple beer. Um, oh, yeah, they're, they're ale, yeah. Mm -hmm. Because you can have a couple of them, and you can have them with dinner, and you can still taste stuff afterwards. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah we were just literally having that, that, that discussion with him about eating, uh, drinking a Hetty Topper with your dinner and like... And it was like a fancy-ass restaurant. Like, right. It's like, filet. why would you ruin your <laughs> meal with like a massively hopped Hetty Topper? Yeah, you can't taste anything. Right. <laughs> but I mean, people are just like, that's where everyone's palates are. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's the other thing that I think will separate us a little bit differently is like, we're all about nuance here. So some people, I mean, if you have like a bunch of like Sour Patch Kids or something and then try to drink like our Hellas, like you're not going to be able to taste anything. <laughs> but if someone's like, oh, well, I can have this, taste this double IPA afterwards. Yeah. It's like, yeah, obviously you can. These flavors are punching you in the face. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you feel as though the beers you're brewing, you really can't hide behind them? Yeah. Right? You know, the... Yeah, there's no, if I make a mistake, it's it's coming through. I yeah. can't, I don't dry hop anything. We don't really do any late edition hopping. I'm a real big 60 or 90 minute bittering edition and that's it. That's it. Nothing yeah. else. Um, so, uh, yeah, I got to hit all my numbers very properly. Yeah. I got to do everything consistently because uh, otherwise it shows in all these styles. Yeah. Um, speaking about consistency, not being as familiar with the, the brand as I wish I would, do you have consistent core beers that come out? Yeah, we kind of have like the three cores. Um, we have an American light lager, which is called Bushwick, which is our like 1950s style, like, uh, Pilsner baseball beer, rice and corn, two nice. row, you know, super basic. Um, Delicious. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's yeah, great. Yeah. yeah, Bushwick's a big uh, big industry beer. <laughs> yeah. Um, we've got our Yorkshire Porter, which Paul's been working on that recipe. My boss since, like, 93. There's photos of him, like, in the lab, like, writing notes, and he still has all of his old tasting notes and everything. Oh, she's nice. I love that. Um, which is a really easy-to-drink porter. There's no frills. Um, it's our biggest seller, especially this time of year, because all the other competition right now has that has dark beers, they're either coffee or they have coconut, mm. or they're a little bit bigger and alcohol percentage. Yeah. Ours is like five on the dot. That's nice. Five two, yeah. really easy to drink. It's like melds well with flavors like we were just talking yeah. about. <laughs> um, and then the other one is um, our German Hefeweizen. And no one in the state makes a Hefeweizen. Come on. I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. They're not get very it. popular anymore. I love I mean, I don't see them very often, but they're great. It's a great beer style. Yeah, I blame yeah. the runoff, but everyone's using wheat anyway, so it's not that. Uh, yeah. It's, but it's like we don't throw coriander in it. It's not a wit. Like we've had people come in like, oh. Is it more banana or, cor or is it a. It's a, it's a banana bomb. We joke yep. it's the banana beer. <laughs> you, you know what? I think we need to try that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So let's, let's go have one. I'll and we'll come that. back with a. With, you listen to sponsors and it sucks because you can't have one, but. Uh -huh. Wait, you just have to come visit. Uh -huh. Yeah, just have to visit. We'll see you on the other side. Yeah, we'll see you on the other side. Banana time. Banana time. At our local homebrew shop, Beer and Wine Hobby, you can get everything you need to make beer, wine, cider, cheese, and more. Not sure where to start? They have knowledgeable staff there to help. Beer and Wine Hobby is family-owned and located in Danvers, Massachusetts. Visit their website, beer-wine.com, and use our promo code BREWROOTS for 10% off your online order today.
Shirts on Tap is the box subscription service for craft beer lovers. Each month, Shirts on Tap partners up with seven different breweries from across the country and collaborates on a sweet custom shirt design. We've been teamed up with Shirts on Tap since the inception of the podcast and are proud to announce a new promo code for all of our listeners. To get your first shirt for $5 off, go to the link in our description below and use the promo code. And remember, drink better beer, wear better shirts. All right, so we all have... Got some heffy poos? <laughs> yes. Heffy poos. I like that. Have a sippy poo with a your heffy poo. poo. <laughs> oh, that's, that's bringing it back. That is bringing it back. Oh, Bandarand. Ooh, that's good. Very good. Yeah, they're yeah. so simple. Like, they're, yeah. the yeast is this entire beer. It's a hard beer to make, though. Oh, it's, it's very yeah. easy. Come what? Hefeweizen's are super easy to make. Easy. I don't know what the problem is. People always overcomplicate them. Mm-hmm. And I think that's actually a big, um, that's my biggest gripe in the beer world right now is that everyone overcomplicates everything. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get into it. Come on. Tell us yeah. more. All right. Let's dig. What do you want? What else? What, like, what, what well, do you overcomplicate. It's like just excess ingredients they just don't need, basically. Well, we're basically at the point where we're carbonating pudding. So, <laughs> like, like <laughs> right, where, where do we turn back? <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. No, it's a good point. Do you think you're noticing a lot of the stuff because you come from the sound in the video world where you see that every day? And I'm serious, like someone who was in it, like people overcomplicated everything. Yeah. And it was maddening. Mm-hmm. It's like, part just, of the reason I got out of it. Yeah, just plug it in. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's just like, it's just like overload where it's like we've, like every time I get to travel um, and I like to do it and like, you live in Vermont, you got to get out at least once in the winter just mm-hmm. for your own sanity. Um, and I'm very thankful that as even a head brewer, I can take like a week off and have to do it, you know, in between ferments, like brew all week and like let everything rip while you're yep. <laughs> in the cellar while you're gone, <laughs> do its thing. Um, but when I travel to places like Costa Rica or like um, the British Virgin Islands, like uh, there's a lot more just simplicity Mm. that like you come back here and you're like, oh my God, my life's so complicated. (laughs) Right. And I just really like beverages with nuance personally. So things that like, I can maybe have like five or six of them if I'd like to, but like when you can really dig into them and you can just keep exploring and finding all that flavor and they're time-tested beers like a Hellas or like a light lager. Yeah. Like Pacifico and lime is like my jam. Like (laughs) I love that more than anything else. Interesting. Yeah. So people are overcomplicating beer. I completely agree. Yeah, I mean, totally agree. We see a beer that's all, I think it's gross, the slushy beer. I think that's absolutely gross. Oh, yeah. Why are people doing it, in your opinion? Because you're in a business and you're doing what sells. Mm. And um, not necessarily the hype sells, because we do know the hype sells. Excuse me. Ooh, half wise. Heavy poo. Yeah, heavy poo. <laughs> Um, it's just like, there's also like what's new, which is like why the IPA craze took off the way it did. Because to be fair, it was like the newest style that got into the brewing, brew judge book. True, true. Um, and that was like 2012 yeah, when the New that. England took off. Yeah. So then everyone, like I went down to Asheville because I almost moved down there with my wife in 2019. And thankfully we did not because that would have sucked right before the pandemic. Um, but I'd go down there and I'd see New England IPA. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm down in the fucking yeah. South. Like, what do you... What, just call it like a hazy or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, why does it have to be New England? But it really did start here yeah. and rippled out yeah. everywhere else. Yeah. And now that it has hit that point and everyone took this new beer style and ran with like ripe fruit notes rather than like bitter notes and mm. sweetness, um, 
it's just become like this, whatever you want to take it type thing. Cause there was a time where beer had to be clear too. And now right. the consumer will come into my place when I filter almost everything. And they're like, Oh, I only like hazy beers. Here you go. Here's your half. Yeah. <laughs> here's, the, here's the heifer. Like you want that like really pithy yeast taste yeah. floating around. Like it, they think it's a visual thing at this point. So the consumer has actually flipped. Yeah. Nowadays. Yeah. Which is crazy. Mm -hmm. It is crazy to think. Yeah. So do you see beer going more into the Pilsner's lagers? I think our our time has come. <laughs> no, I, I feel like if, if anything, um, with trends, I mean, we're watching, I, I'm 35. I assume you guys are with- Right there with you. Yeah, yeah right there with us. <laughs> we're seeing like, I don't know, teenagers wearing like the same stuff we were wearing in the 90s yeah. now. Mm -hmm. Everything comes full circle. Oh, yeah. So if you're unpopular, if you keep doing something, as long as it's a good product, it will eventually become popular again. Like glass bottles are my prediction that are going to come back at some point. Because yeah. I was just like, remember glass? And it's like, oh, yeah, fuck cans. Like, <laughs> man, Switchback's going to be up at the head of the game. They are. Yeah, they, got they, the, are. they got the stubbies still, yeah. and they're still yes. rocking the Boston rounds. I love it. <laughs> do you think we'll go back to Bombers? We're still one of the few breweries that actually do growler sales. Yeah. We're one of the last places that will actually take your growler back and give you your deposit. So if you bought a bunch of Queen City growlers since like 2014, you decided to bring in a box of them, you're getting all that deposit back and we're going to clean the growlers for you. That's cool. A lot of places aren't doing that anymore because that's a lot of work for the bar staff. There's a lot of um, room for contaminated growlers to go back out into the market yep. and then you don't want to complain in customer or your beer tastes bad or, or whatever. So I don't think bombers are necessarily going to come back. Maybe specialty wax dipped bombers mm -hmm. or yeah. the swing yeah. tops or something like that. But even growlers are kind of like dying I out. personally love growlers and I really wish they didn't die out. I mean, in Massachusetts, I feel like no one does them anymore. Um, and I've been able to return a few just because they didn't do them, but they'll take them back, which has been great. But um, I love it. I love taking like a small 32 ounce growler home and that's my beer for the night or yeah, whatever. See, I mean, see, and I can regress my Massachusetts accent that I've lost since I moved up here. The bump is awesome <laughs> for that. Like that's a great consumable size. Yeah. You can take that home, you can bang that thing down right. and enjoy it. 64 ounces, it starts to get tough, a tough, but if you're going to a party, I guess, you know, you yeah. share it around. And then people have made those douchey little growler dispensers where you hook up the little whippet container uh, to it. And yeah. you're like, oh, look, you can keep the head pressure and save the carbonation and stop it from oxidizing. And it's like, well, it's four and a half pints too. What's stopping you from drinking this? Yeah. Um, Nerd. <laughs> <laughs> I do not promote alcoholism. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other one that I used to see up here was actually called the Grumbler. And you could only get it at a few breweries. One of them was Drop-In, which is actually the American Craft Brewers Guild. Um, and it was a 128-ounce growler. Oh my God. It's Hell like, yeah. I don't even know if you could like pick it up with one arm, like, <laughs> but if you really liked the beer, you could have taken that home. That's, that's but that crazy. was like the Vermont beer scene I fell in love with because yeah. I was in college and like right. this is what was new to yeah. me. Right. And it's weird feeling like the old guy and already saying, seeing this disappear in less than 10 years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, for sure. Does like the, not changing of the guards, but like the new scene, does it frustrate you a little bit? No, the, 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 the people that are in the scene, I'm honestly more happy for them. Like we had that whole like Instagram me too movement type thing that happened. Sure. And I think that was honestly really good for the industry because it was a douchey boys club and toxic masculinity is like one of the shittiest things we have to deal with nowadays, period, mm -hmm. across the planet. So I think people are, that are getting in the industry are getting into it in a safer position and maybe their wages are going to be higher. Maybe there's going to be more protection against a lot of the negative 
negativity that some of us had seen because like my time at Farnham was like, I, I, I can't say enough bad things about that owner. Like <laughs> I really, really can't. Um, yeah. it, but you put up with it because you, because you think that's just what you yeah. do. A, that's Price what it admission. is. Yeah. I yeah. want to get into the industry. This is just the shit I got to deal with and eat. And it's, yeah. it's honestly, it should never be it's that terrible. case. Yeah. So the new guard doesn't bother me at all. I'm really stoked for them and that they get to play in this space. And like the fact that my coworker is in his mid twenties and I get to think about where I want, where I was at that position. And he just like you know, moved in an apartment with his girlfriend. And like, I want to give him be the, per the, there's a good saying that I grew up with or discovered recently, excuse me, <laughs> two different things, Way two different things. <laughs> um, and that's be the person that you wanted to be or be the person that you needed when you were younger. It's mm, a good one. And I'm trying to take all the negativity that I dealt with professionally in all my positions and not be that and try to be a good boss and yep. try to instill these good practices and, and, and good behaviors. Be better. Yeah. And not just be like a drunk asshole that like yells at you <laughs> and expects you to do all the work. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is that what happened at the previous? No, the other, the other guy, <laughs> the owner didn't even drink. He just thought beer was cool. He'd walk around drinking muscle milk. Oh, oh that's not he's cool. He's one of those guys. Yeah, he was lame. Yeah. Oh, that's he's lame. super lame. <laughs> we should interview him and just be like, you're lame. <laughs> Tell me about your muscle milk. Yeah. Yeah. No, he owes, uh, off, well, he can be on the record. I don't care. He owes tons of money to people in Vermont. Oh, like, really? He burnt so many bridges. Is that why he's back in Canada? Yeah. And ironically, we had a couple of Quebecois brewers that came down yesterday and I uh, gave them the tour and they were all like mid twenties and they're all really nice people, but cool. they know that they're the asshole brewery in the area and they know oh. that those types of breweries drag everybody yeah. down because yeah, this is do. a total rising tide yeah. business. It's like, it's, it, you rise together or you, or you fall together. Yeah. And if yeah. we do well, everyone else does well. Right. So. And it also brings the, we talked before with other breweries, but it brings the, um, quality of the beer up together as well. Yeah. You know, if you're all, yeah. if you have one good one, everyone has to become good with you. And yeah. Everybody's got to progress, keep right. in the bar and that it makes you better. If you rest in your laurels and you don't ever progress, it's like, what's in my opinion, it's like, what's the point of right. existence? Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Super so you, philosophical. Is, <laughs> all right. I, I'm going to go back a little bit. Queen city is, 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 is Burlington known as the queen city? This is like okay. So I had that question too, question. right? Isn't that Manchester, Manchester or so a, the Queen City? Great, Man, great trivia question. Manch Vegas, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> queen City is any city that's not the capital, but it's bigger than the capital. Oh. So it applies to so many cities. Okay. So everyone's like, "Why is this called the Queen City?" And I'm yeah. like, "You know what? It's it's not really a good name. I didn't come up with it. <laughs> it's not original. There's another. If you look at us on tap, there's another Queen City. There's one in every else. state. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I guess I. I mean, I've been here since 2006 i've never really heard it called the queen city yeah uh, so no formal education brewing zero do you wish that you had some i think in the same way that i've been playing guitar since i was in seventh grade so like over 25 years and it's i wish i had like music training in the same way that i wish i had like professional beer training mm. like i learned a, i think the best way to learn is by doing it's like you have a bunch of, I went to college too, but you go to college and unless you actually touch something with your hands, the book didn't teach you anything. Right. It taught you like Concepts. maybe you have a concept of it, but you don't know how to troubleshoot or like how to touch anything that's tangible or tactile. So I wish I knew some stuff more on the cellular level. My boss has his PhD in organic chemistry. So like a lot of, like any question I could be like, hey Paul, like what's going on here? And he can break it down yeah. for me. But stuff like water treatment, um, yeast viability, not just cell counting, but like why 
for instance, like I get so much more cropping with this yeast or another yeast or why this pitch happened to be faster or yeah. vice versa. I wish I knew more of that back end to it. But in this industry, you've got to be a plumber, an electrician. Mm-hmm. Um, I came from the marketing videography world. So I got all that. I got the technology backing. Um, so there's only like so much that you can fit in your yeah. head too. Yeah. And when you're, at least when my position here as a head brewer, I've got to wear so many hats that I know my process. I know if I do things my way in my facility with my equipment, I yield this result. So I can. That's kind of good enough. That's yeah. Yeah. And that's um, honestly, it's like kind of how everyone brewed up until the invention of the hydrometer. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's kind of like <laughs> pretty much it figured out how it works. <laughs> pretty sure it's done now. Let's uh, pray you don't die. There. Yeah. Everything's good. Yeah. Uh, what about like innovation? Like hey, that's a new term in the industry. I feel like innovation bureau, but like R and D and doing stuff like that. Yeah. I guess in terms of like like speeding up your production day or streamlining that. No, just like new beer, no be- new beers that you want to make. Recipes and, and recipe things. Development. Yeah. Currently, honestly, I have so many recipes that I'm still digging through that my boss has made that mm. I can just keep taking these and tweaking them. So we're yeah. not really doing too much new recipe development. It's like when you. Like if you're crafting like a new lager, for instance, like I'm going to be working on a Dortmunder export at some point. And you really just start off by looking at your percentages and what's going to be your grist makeup. And then you'll just, I'll do like a a normal five gallon like uh, pilot batch and just test it out there. Um, I don't really know of any other like innovation in terms of like equipment that I could use to maybe like maximize hop utilization or something like that. Uh, the only thing I guess that's new that I'm trying to utilize is that because shipping prices have gone up, I've been trying to find more stuff locally because mm. I used to source our hops or a, a majority of our uh, whole cone and bittering hops from Oregon. And I still yeah. technically am, but we have Champlain Valley hop producers right right in Starksboro. It's like two, 20 that's minutes down the road. Yeah. And they're cranking out now that they're in like their fifth year, they got their stride going. Oh yeah. So they have so many varieties and while they might be more per pound, I'm not paying like a hundred bucks for shipping. Right. Kind of evens out. So it balances out and I'd like to like get more locally anyway. Yeah. So the Vermont way kind of. Yeah. Yeah. The very Vermont way. (laughs) That's the only thing I can think of for like innovation. Yeah. Because we're very, I joke, it's Queen City Boomery. It's a very, like, it's an old style brewery. And it's, that's part of the charm of yeah. it. So I don't see Definitely. it like, I see it kind of like being like the, uh, the old like 60s truck that you just keep going. Yeah. I mean, you're one of the few breweries that has a, a bar. Oh yeah. 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 Like a bar bar. Yeah. It is a very old, like dig your forearms into <laughs> mahogany rich wood bar. Now do you mm. have, do you have uh, regulars? Oh yeah. Or? Yeah. This is a big, big regular. I love bar. that. Yeah. 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 Big That's, those are my breweries. favorite to cut. Like, especially like just go there on like a Tuesday night at a place that has all those kind of regulars and hey, not, man. and not be a regular yeah, though. Yeah. And just kind of sit there and take all that in. It's yeah. like, uh, so cool. Yeah. I, there's a, I mean, there's so many great people in this neighborhood yeah. too. And I've definitely made a lot of friends with the regulars here. That's awesome. But it is, <laughs> yeah, it is definitely a, it's a, a cheers environment yeah. for sure. <laughs> for, for, for better or for worse. Everyone definitely. knows your name. Yeah, right? exactly. Right. All right. We got to take a quick one. Uh, what we were do. you going to say? What were you going to say though? I had a quick question, but we can, we can take it. Yeah, we should take it on the other end. Okay. We can take the anticipation is hype. What's it going to be you guys? We're building hype. I love it. <laughs> I can hear the spread cash. that paper. I can hear the cash coming or in or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Hype. Hype. What do people Hype. say these Hype. days? <laughs> That's fire. Go. Are you a solo artist, band, 
podcaster or anyone else who needs recording services? Well, we got a place for you where your vision can become a reality. Welcome to Small Pond Studios, built by hand with heart and sweat equity by musicians for musicians. Go to smallpondstudios.io to reach out to get more information. And make sure you let them know that Barut sent you. Hey, Sound Guy Ryan here. Didn't know if you heard, but we're a part of the Hopped Up Network. There you'll find other informative podcasts about beer. So go ahead, follow them on social media, and visit them on their website, hoppedupnetwork.com, to learn more about the people, beer, and breweries from around the country. And until next time, thanks for listening. Cheers. All right, the hype train has pulled into the station. Just like a ready. choo-choo. <laughs> yeah, we're ready. Yeah. Ryan, you should add and post like a train sound. Or not. Woo, it's more like a woo-woo. Yeah. Oh, that's like a juggalo. <laughs> <laughs> Either way. That's a whoop-whoop. Yeah, you're, you, you are from Haverhill. So are you, yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite flavor? Figo. No, <laughs> Motherfucking moon mist. Yeah, moon <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. That's about right. All right, Erica. That's cool. I, I, I feel like you really hyped this up. It's not that crazy of a question. Oh, God. What's your favorite ICP? Crash and burn. <laughs> um, no, so just going to talk about filtering, I guess. You know, there's a lot of people who just say filtering is not needed. You know, why Why filter? Um, you guys are filtering, though. Do you filter You filter everything? Just about, especially okay. anything I'm going to put in a can for just shelf stability, because I, I definitely mm -hmm. have seen re-fermentation, especially with our British ale yeast, which is mm -hmm. weird. You don't yeah. see it with the half yeast. That, that yeah. is interesting. You can just like keep that beer dirty as possible and send it to a can. <laughs> it's like, yo, I'm cool on the shelf for like six months. Like, no problems. <laughs> Meanwhile, the porter's like, I'm going to re-ferment on you. I'm gonna fuck this shit up. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'll, I'll plate filter. Um, we get a lot of, um, get a lot of loss with the plate filter. Yeah. Um, but it's just also like the equipment we have at the time too. Mm -hmm. So it's not broken. Don't fix it. It could yeah. work more optimally. Mm -hmm. um, but I find with some of the house yeast that we use, it, it does leave like a pithy flavor. Mm -hmm. And so as much as I'd love to do spunding and let stuff drop out naturally, I don't yeah. always have the time for that as well. Okay. Sure. So the plate filter has been um, what I was trained on here and it's kind of been our workhorse. Yeah. Um, I do think that, that we have gotten to a point in beer, though, where people are expecting haze just for aesthetics, and yeah. they don't really understand what it might actually do to flavor. Right. And that's just because of the, the, the haze craze that we're on currently. Mm -hmm. And that's just what the consumer has like come to know, because if you got into beer late, or you got into it in the past like couple Five of years, years, everything yeah. is dark, or yeah. it has like this dope... like. I don't know if it's like a late fruited sour or something. It, it looks like like something on Nickelodeon Studios. Like it's a cool color. Right, right. Gak. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're talking gag. about carbonating pudding. It's, it's like, carbonating gak. Now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so I think people they look with their. It's like shopping for a wine label or something. Yeah. You look with your eyes. So if people see clear beer, they kind of go, "Oh, I, this is this like old beer? Like this is this like an old style? Things beer? have settled out, yeah. <laughs> right?" Or even just like a, like a, is this like something my dad would have drank? Mm, yeah. Yep. Bud Light. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's Don't like. Don't want to be my dad. Yeah. Ew. But I really think that's, that's what it is. I think that people see haze now and think that beer is supposed to be hazy. Mm. Yeah. 
So on a place that does like a mainly like lager heavy menu, like myself, it's like, no, these, none of these are supposed to be tasty at all. And if they are, I seriously messed up somewhere along the line and you should not tell me I did a good job. <laughs> so then how do you deal with that when a customer comes in and are like, what are these styles? Like this beer is clear. Like I've never had these, like, you know, how do you treat that customer? You try to educate and our bartenders do a really good job at that. Um, they have the patience of a saint, um, <laughs> right? Seriously. But I mean, and unfortunately it does kind of affect us negatively when mm. we're not cranking out, like, like I said, like a late fruit Goza that's like done with blackberries. So it's like yeah. this gorgeous color or yeah. we have like these super hazy orange juice IPAs and some people are coming to Vermont and like, that's what they're expecting. And yep. I like, dude, I totally get it. Like, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. Um, that's just not what we're about. And when we have places on Pine street, like on the road that we're located on zero gravity, I mean, just right across, across the street. street. Right. Right. Yeah, we got the crosswalk. Um, thankfully <laughs> that got put in, uh, we got switched back down the road. Foam is all the way down at the waterfront from Mount Pumpkin Brewers right there. Flatbread, like I talked about citizen ciders right down the road too. Yeah. Um, foam and zero gravity, those are going to be those two big players that yeah. no one really knows about. So they come up here and they mm -hmm. expect that style beer. And then we're over here filling in this back end niche of almost like a land before time, like what people <laughs> forgot. And you know what's so funny? Yeah, when I, I think, not to change subject, but when I think of zero gravity, I think of like Green State Lager. I'm like, mm -hmm. So good. Yeah, yeah. The power of marketing. Yeah. You know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> People, so that's actually something you bring that up. I, when I went down to, um, Asheville area, or actually it was the Outer Banks, excuse me, another part of North Carolina. Uh, there's a brewery down there called Weeping Radish and Weeping Radish is the oldest brewery, I think in North Carolina. Um, guy is very old. I can't remember his name either. <laughs> Makes a lot of traditional German stuff. He's been making a Kolsch since the nineties. Never really sold too well. Fucking wow. Phenomenal Kolsch. Um, as soon as he called it the OBX <laughs> ale, yeah. it sold like crazy. Jeez, so of course. it's kind of like, I've always said that Vermont is one of the only states that has its own marketing behind it. You don't like, you have like California wines and like Wisconsin cheeses and sure. stuff like that. But literally you can say like chair made in Vermont and someone immediately thinks of this old fucking like flannel and is like, excuse me, this old <laughs> guy in his flannel sitting in his yes. garage, like whittling away at this chair. Yes. And it just kind of like brings on this like idea. <laughs> so like green state lager beautiful marketing oh, yeah. behind yeah. that oh literally yeah. yeah it's like you come to green mountains what are you gonna drink oh give me a green state yeah yeah, yeah. like it's it's yeah perfect. exactly yeah. <laughs> well that's great yeah so i don't even know where we're at before that but loggers loggers are great loggers. We no, we're, love talking loggers. About, we're talking about um, filtering loggers and yeah. talking about um uh the consumers and getting used to the haze craze and like where we sit inside of that and i was saying it, it is a turnoff for some people but um, like I was saying, I think right now we're in a big phase of palate fatigue with the consumer because everything is really big. And honestly, everything kind of tastes the same. Yeah. Everyone's making yeah. an amazing product, but sure. all those products, unless you are really like a hop head and you're really going to differentiate between like, Oh, you use cashmere instead of Sabro. It's like not a coconut, like lotion bomb. Like, <laughs> mm, <laughs> like that's really, bomb. that's more you're going to do. <laughs> we're going to get into like, uh, I mean, I'm a huge consumer of cannabis and like, we're going to get into like the terpenes or like what it's so like. Dank. Yeah. And it's like, guys, it's like, it all tastes the same. It's like, yeah. give it a break a little bit. Yeah. So how do you market your beer? I guess like, how do you sell a lager? What's funny is that I've complained about this a lot and that we don't have any marketing. Mm. We don't have a salesperson. Oh. Uh, Isn't that supposed to be you? It's, yeah, kind of. <laughs> 
that's, no, why, I, that's why he's on the podcast. No, when I blew up my ACL the second time, I couldn't brew and I was assistant brewer at the time. So I was like, all right, well, let me do sales. Sure. Because I'm just very much a person where I'm like, all right, well, I need to contribute something. Yeah. I'm selling the payroll. So <laughs> I, I went downtown. I became the salesperson. Yeah. But we don't have a salesperson. We let like the distributor, you know, the distributor's got a huge portfolio though. So mm, they're not going right. to like champion our brand over everybody else's. Right. It's really word of mouth. It's really, it's a big like, I think it's a really big industry brewery because we mm -hmm. get a lot of bartenders on their, uh, either before their shifts or after their <laughs> shifts, um, showing up for a pint, um, people coming by, like a, a lot of the Ironheart mobile cannon guys, they, yep. come, they come here to hang out and they'll yeah. get wings or pizza from up front and then they'll, they'll come drink beer in the back. And you're regulars, um, I guess. Oh yeah. Yeah. And they yeah. become regulars and it's, it, our place is really word of mouth because it's like, we're not going anywhere. It's like, we're the way the business is positioned, it's like, yeah, the owners want to make money, but it's like, it's really their... It's just a fun retirement thing. <laughs> yeah. And on they, I'm steering the boat. Like, they don't have to do anything but yeah. come in and be like, hey, how's it taste? I'm like, oh, this was good. So, <laughs> like, they... That's really, one of the best owners. That yeah. yeah. <laughs> they don't have, like, the desire to, like, take over the East Coast with, like, this one beer. Sure. There's not one marketing team being like, you know, if you did a lager, but you put glitter in it, it might sell. <laughs> like, I, Have you done that yet? Yeah. <laughs> so, we don't have to deal with any of that stuff. Yeah. So, it's like, we're always just going to be this thing. It's like, we're here we're doing our thing we're doing it really really well and it resonates with the people that are looking for that and if you come up here and you want to do you know the normal like vermont i'm gonna go give me your four best ipas at every brewery yeah, and yeah. You're try that out all right that's cool like go have fun the state's full of it everyone's doing an awesome job i love everybody that's doing it if you want like basically the tour of like all the other styles of beer that no one else is making. Like we've got it here yeah. and we're still one of the few places that does flights as well. Um, you can come run the gauntlet and you can put like four flight paddles in front of yes. you and like you can, challenge accepted. You can legit like <laughs> try all there is to offer with beer and not just like one barrel aged stout and then like five IPAs and then maybe like, I don't know, a very late hopped Pilsner, which is that point is like an um, India pale kettle lager. sour. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Funny they like that. Um, it's funny because a lot of our Instagram followers, we put a poll out yesterday saying like, hey, we're going to Vermont. Who should we check out? Foam. No, 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 no. You yeah. guys came up like three or four times. Actually, yeah, yeah. that's true. You yeah, did. You did. I was going to say, guys. oh, no one's talking about us. Yeah, yeah. No, no. We had a couple, which was impressive. But then I looked at their profile and I was like, oh, we know these people. Yeah. yeah. That's, that yeah, yeah. That's they, they know us. Yeah. 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 Um, but um, yeah, I love what you're doing. I mean, I think no, that's, thank you. that's cool. Um, because a lot of the breweries you'll go here doesn't have an offering for everyone. Yeah. And yeah. it's definitely something that like, I didn't start off here and being like, yeah, this is the way to do it. But like <laughs> the, the more I've gotten into it, I mean, the more I've become like a huge, like, you know, I got my loggers for lovers shirt on, like shout out that guy. Yeah. And like that's where it's at. Yeah. Like, loggers are where it's at. And it's yeah. like, if, I always joke. I'm like, Oh, you'll be enlightened at some point. <laughs> But like that, grow up. they've yeah. it's, there's a reason it's withstood the test of time. Yeah, like there's be, there are beers that have been being made in the same way for a long time, and people have been enjoying them forever. And now that that pendulum, in my opinion, is shifting back towards them, and we've um, gotten away from the carbonated pudding, or starting to get away from it, it's just further reinforcement that like Reinheitsgebot. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. It was pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. The German purity law yeah. <laughs> uh, is, is very correct by only allowing those four things. 
And you don't need anything else than that to make a really good product. And I feel like in a world where we're getting, I'm getting philosophical again. Mm -hmm. I feel like in a world (laughs) where everything is so goddamn complicated, it's so refreshing to just have something that has withstood the test of time that is so basic and is not uh, adulterated Mm. um, and still just like shines better than anything else. Yeah. Beautifully put. I think that's a great way to end it. I mean, like, yeah, yeah, done, done. (laughs) That's your little bookend. Yeah, it is. So uh, physically, where's Queen, Queen City Brewing? Queen City Brewery is located uh, 703 Pine Street in Burlington, Vermont, directly across the street from Zero Gravity Brewery. I highly encourage you to uh, not only come visit us and taste everything we have to offer, but see our friends across the street. Yeah. yeah. Make sure you come here first. Come here first. Yeah. Because yeah. you'll be able to taste the beer. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You can, you can taste our beer first. <laughs> and then uh, do you guys serve food or is it a partnership between you and Pizza 44? So we do have food on site. It's uh, uh, Pizza 44 is our partner company. They rent the space out in front of us, uh, make fantastic pizzas, wings, salads, that type of stuff. Um, and they are generally open around all the same taproom hours. You can grab a cool. pizza from them. They'll bring it over to you in the back. You can hang Love out it. at a bar and taste everything we have to offer. Yeah. It's so good. And you're obviously, we'll put the link for their Instagram in the bottom. We but, do. Uh, do. But, uh, thanks for doing this today, man. Yeah. yeah thanks for coming great. by, guys. Anytime. Yeah. We got a little controversial. I like it. Oh, yeah. Not really, but. No, but. Yeah. Yeah, cool. we can pretend. <laughs> we awesome. hype things up for sure. Oh, so hype. Cool. Well, cheers, everyone. Cheers. Cheers.